Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. Hi everyone, I hope that you are having a wonderful day as you get ready to listen to this podcast. I wanted to introduce it to you. I was on a speaking trip quite a few months ago and ran into a fascinating man in one of my classes. And during one of the breaks, he just kind of shared his story with me a little bit. I don't even know how we got onto the topic, but he shared his story and somehow inside of me, I was like, wow, this is a great story. I've got to record it. Now, just going a little bit back, that trip, I don't know why, but I took my podcast recorder. I just felt that I needed to take my podcast recorder with me just in case. And I haven't done it before and I haven't done it since, but I just felt the Holy Spirit lead me to do that. And on that trip, I met Mike Jarrell and Mike shared a story about his wife with me and she was diagnosed in the early 2000s with Parkinson's disease. She was only 47 years old. And a lot of people think Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and these type of diseases are for older people. I want to tell you that's not the truth anymore. I read up a lot about Alzheimer's and I've read up a lot about Parkinson's and it's no longer a disease that's only affecting the elderly. It's affecting younger people. I don't want to bring fear and this podcast is not about fear, but it was just an amazing interview with an amazing man who was going through this this uh, Parkinson's disease with his wife and how it affected him and his faith and his strength to be able to stand with his wife as she was going through this. And so listen up. I know that you're going to love this. I know it's going to touch you. It's going to strengthen you. And I know that God's going to speak to you through this interview with Mike Jarrell. Welcome to the Vital Life Connection podcast. And I am excited to have somebody here with me today. And I'll let him introduce himself. I was talking to him and just the story that came out just fascinated me. And I just wanted to kind of just dig a little deeper into this amazing story because it's something that I know is going to touch many people's lives and also encourage you as you face some of the challenges that you face in life. I have the privilege to speak to Mike. And Mike, it's so good to have you here on the podcast. Glad to be here with you. And Mike, just so that my listeners know who you are, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do, or uh, and just a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Mike Gerald. I'm from Monroe area. At present, I'm the director of radiology at Morehouse Hospital in Bastrop, Louisiana. Wow. And... Um, that's that's, that's, a, yeah. that's, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> oh, wow. So have you been in uh, so radiology for a, a, a while? I've been in the x-ray field 28, 29 years. 28, 29 years. Wow. And what, what got you into that field, if, I, if you don't mind me asking? Just trying to find something to do, you know, that mm. I figured I could do. Right, right. But uh, my brother and I was in business, you know, years ago, and he was killed, so. Okay. We just shuttled that, and this was probably the best thing I ever did for me. Okay, wow. Was right. to go back to school. and. So you, this and was not something that you came out of school and went straight into university. No, you no. were working for a while. And yeah, then... I was 34 when okay. I went back to college. 
Oh wow! So yeah, that's that's not normal. That's not the normal thing. Usually, people kids come out and they do their college and then they get straight into their careers. Right. But you kind of went back. Right. That's that's amazing. Wow! And and you enjoy it. I'm taking. You've been doing it for 34 years. Yeah, pretty well enjoying. You know, I like what I do. Yes. Wow. And you you married? We are married. All right. And so, how long have you and your wife been married for? She and I've been married for 29 years. 29 years. I know just speaking to you and hearing from you that you are both Christians, you love the Lord, and I'm sure that that has been a big part of your life in the last 20, in your marriage, in your business and everything. It gives you strength to get through each day. Yes. Uh, When did you become a Christian? How long have you been? I became a Christian. It was in March of 1990. Uh Uh-huh. And um I ran from everybody before that that would even try to talk to me about it. Oh, wow. And, you know, I, I had been to church, you know, through the basically all of my life, but, you know, yeah. I knew that I was not saved. Right. And I knew that I didn't have that security. And I knew, you know, if I'd have died that day, I'd have went to hell. Wow. Wow. So, and it wasn't something, you know, that. You know, I'm, you know, ashamed of now because, you know, I don't mind telling people right. about Christ. Yes. You know, so, and that is a big part of our life. Absolutely. And it gives us strength with her being sick. Right. To get through each day. Yes. Well, you mentioned her being sick, and I'm taking it that you're talking about your wife. Correct. So that's really, really what that really caught my heart to yesterday when you were sharing with me a little bit about that story. And, and I'm sure, you know, just knowing a little bit about you, your faith, but then, you know, sharing with me about your wife and about her, her illness. So what is this? What is she? What is the illness that she has? She has Parkinson's disease or Parkinson's syndrome that some people refer to as, which is a neuromuscular disease that eventually you know probably will capacitate her and you know to where she can't move right or or do anything because she has severe parkinson's where some people may get just some of the symptoms a tremor or something and be able to function but this is basically taking her life away wow and how long mike has she had when was she diagnosed? She was diagnosed Parkinson? in 2004. Wow, so it's been a it's while. It's been a while. Yeah. And she was relatively, quote, young yes. to be diagnosed with Parkinson's. But uh, we started noticing that her handwriting was getting small. Uh-huh. People, you know, standing behind her caused severe anxiety. It eventually caused her to have to quit work. Wow. Because she couldn't function at work because of the anxiety. Wow. So how old was she when she was diagnosed with Parkinson's? Forty-seven. And that's pretty unusual, isn't it? Or it is. is. It is. Mm-hmm. Usually how old, what did the doctors say was the usual time for? Oh, usually in the 60s. In their 60s. Wow. So she was at 47. And so she went into a doctor's office to see what was going on. No, we were sitting in Sunday school. Okay. And um, one of the neurologists that I knew was looking at her. And when we got through, you know, with Sunday school that morning, he pulled me off to the side and he said, I think your wife has Parkinson's. Oh, my goodness. That must have been like a ton of bricks that hit you. It was. But being being she was diagnosed early, started treatment early, 
So, you know, she had a few better years than not being treated. Right. But what people don't realize about this disease, it is progressing, there is progressive, there is no cure. Right. There are treatments. Uh-huh. And uh, she has been on drug regimens, you know, for this. But the drugs also cause other problems. And she has se- severe depression because of it. Because of the drugs? The drugs. Uh-huh. And anxiety issues that are really bad. And uh, she also, because of this, you know, she'll go into catatonic states. Yeah. And uh, this has been going on since about 2012 because it seemed like it was one of these things, you know, that, you know, it just seems like it accelerated. But what I've always believed that caused this is um, she went on a drug holiday with the advice of some, quote, friends, you know, right. that she had been listening to that really gave her some bad information. So you say a drug holiday? She totally stopped taking her drugs oh, and didn't okay. tell anyone. Oh, my goodness. So it was in Christmas, right before Christmas, I can tell you the day. It was uh, the 11th of December, 2012. It's you know it's a hard day to remember because yes. I saw someone that was totally functioning right two or three hours before this that had a basic crash. Wow. And within three hours, I got her to the hospital and... This was the first hospital stay with this, and it was like three weeks. My goodness. And uh, they got her back on her medication, uh-huh. and we saw some improvement. You know, we thought, well, maybe she will get back to where she was. Right. Three months later, back in the hospital again, mm-hmm. crash. And uh, that year, we was in the hospital for mental disorder, drug, drug adjustments four times. Wow. And through the years, we've had about, including those four, probably eight hospital stays. Yes. And a lot of them have gotten to where it's just that her drugs have stopped working. Right. And uh, she's been her longest stay in the hospital was 48 days, which we did in Kansas City when we lived there. The last time was 42 days where she spent in Brentwood. Mm -hmm. And through these hospital stays and doctor visits of uh, treatment that we have found for the depression that helps more than anything and to get her out of the catatonic states is electroconvulsive therapy which they call ECT right and they basically shock her into seizures because people that have seizures something to do with a drug interaction in the brain, it is impossible for them to be depressed. Wow. So we've learned, you know, the treatments and things through the years, you know, of what works for her and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she has balance issues. She's a severe fall risk. And um, she can no longer stay at home by herself. Right. So we have someone that, you know, you pay you know, to stay with her to, in case she does fall where right. we can get help then. Gives you a whole different outlook on your life. Yes. And people that think, you know, oh, I could handle this, don't wish it on you. Mm-mm. Because there's a lot of days that I don't want to go home. 
Wow. Because I know what I have facing me when I get home. You know, you work all day, or you think you work all day, and then when you come home, your job starts. Your job starts. Wow. So, and it's something, you know, that without Christ in my life, Yes. You wouldn't be able to. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, couldn't do it. Wow. And we have been blessed through the years, you know, with Christian friends that have come in and stayed with her, mm-hmm. taken care of her. And a lady that lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma now, Miss Marcine Davis, when she found out Anita was sick when we lived in Kansas City, she came and stayed with us for over a year. Wow. While she was able to take, you know, help take care of Anita and make sure she had her medicine. And I couldn't have worked if it hadn't been for that lady. Right. Yeah. And uh, their family through the years have been just great to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. So take me back. So you are, um, you guys have kids? We have, she has two children by uh-huh. her first marriage. Okay. Which that's another, another story. Right. But you know, there's, I've raised those kids. I've known them all right. their life. Right. And, um, they're wow. my kids. Absolutely. So you get, you get pulled aside at a Sunday school gathering. You then get told your wife, could possibly have uh, Parkinson's. Did you take? Did you take her in then to the doctor straight away after that, or sure. straight there? And then it was confirmed. It was confirmed. It was confirmed. When you heard that kind of news, when both of you heard that kind of news, I mean, what what are the thoughts that were kind of? Do you remember the thoughts that were going through your mind at that time, or you know the the experience? I, I just think you know, you know, total shock. You know, and you think, could this be happening? Right. Right. And, you know, I've always been a level head, you know, get the facts before you jump. Right. So we got her to Shreveport. We're blessed in this area to have someone that is, I, I would say, world class, you know, in uh-huh. Parkinson's treatment. At the time, we saw Dr. Richard Zweig over there. Right. And uh, he treated her till we moved to Kansas City. Wow. Yeah. And... Uh, but it was, no, I think you have Parkinson's. Yes, she did. Wow. Wow. You you had said something yesterday to me. You had said that y- your wife is such an amazing person. She's helped people. She's done all these things. And then you had kind of made it in a side comment of, you know, how could this have happened to somebody mm-hmm. who does? So I'm sure that those kind of thoughts well, were going through your brain. Why? You know, why? Why? You know, why, God? And, you know, we shouldn't ask why. But it's just human nature that you do. Right. And one day I will know why. <laughs> how did and, this uh, how did this affect your relationship with the Lord initially or or over the years? Has there been I think it strengthened it. Strengthened it. You know, and people say, Well, how can it strengthen it? Uh-huh. Well, he never left us. Right. You have to understand that. Right. And he has put people there and put pathways in for us. Yes. That you would wonder, you know, how are we going to manage? How are we going to pay these bills? Mm. You know, and all of our needs have always been exceeded and met. Yes. And I didn't do it. Right. You know, because there's times I would wonder, you know, 
how are we going to manage this? Yes. And because I'm sure somebody who's been in this position like you, or maybe is listening and sitting and maybe just got that diagnosis for whatever it yeah. might be. We're talking about Parkinson's today, but it could be anything. Could be I mean, anything. I'm sure there's there's a fear that comes uh, during that time that wants to grip yeah. you, wants to hold you. There's these questions that you ask, why? What is some of what's some advice that maybe you could give somebody who uh, taking yourself back to those the, the 2000s when this when she was diagnosed, what what advice would you give somebody who's first coming to that reality? One, one, one thing you need to do is, <clears throat> when you realize that this is happening, you need to find a support group. Mm. We didn't do that. We didn't know to. But there will get a, to a point, you're going to need to be around people who understand this. Yes. That are there with you. Yes. Because through their experience, they can give you a whole lot more advice than someone you know from the outside that just never knows. Right. And plus, sometimes you just need a shoulder to cry on uh-huh. because they've they've had to you know have it. And you know, I think I told you um, it was yesterday that you you know you just see so many people that find out that their spouse has been sick and they just they quit on them mm. you know they leave them mm. and you know I can't do that right just can't do it but my days are long and hard and the other advice I would give people is find you some help yes there needs to be a time you know through the week that if you have kids they need to understand that mom or dad is sick that they have a problem and that mom or dad needs a break from it every now and then and they need to come over and they'll say man up and help right because most don't do it my kids are they don't do anything extraordinary but they do come over and check on their mother but there's a lot of times i just have to tell them i need a break and you need to be here right and, you know, if they don't want to do that, that's fine. But there's a lot of times, you know, with me, you know, and I'm struggling this with right now, is do I quit work, take care of her full time? Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it'd be tight on us, you know, money-wise if I do that, but we can make it. Yes. And... Uh, Sometimes I think my place is with her most of the time, and it is. Right. You know, because I signed on to be here there for the long haul. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.com.